my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with Sasha Lozavoy. How are you, Sasha? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so great. It's uh, it's so wonderful to to uh, connect with you, and I can say finally connect with you, uh, Sasha. And I have had some scheduling, have some scheduling issues, and in, in trying to to get her on. Sasha was one of my favorite students. She's a 2013 graduate of our program, and she's currently uh, a senior account manager for TripAdvisor, a company that uh, I know so many of our, our folks have heard of and and one that uh, that has become a iconic brand in the travel industry. And so we're going to, uh, Sasha, we're going to eventually get to uh, to hear all about your experience with with TripAdvisor, but let's go back in time a bit and get to know you a little bit better. Tell us, uh, tell everyone where you're from. Yeah, sounds good. Um, also, thank you so much for having me. It's good to it's good to reconnect. Of course. Yeah. Um, so I am from a small town called Novato, California. Um, it's about 30, 30 minutes ish north of um, San Francisco. So kind of close to San Francisco, close to wine country up there. Uh, yeah. Is that Sonoma County? Um, it's actually in Marin County, but it's uh, Novato is kind of right on the line. So I knew yeah. that. You know what? I knew that. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't connect uh, Novato. Um, so yeah, uh, is Novato near Marin Highlands and that area? Yep, exactly. Yep, it's in yep. Marin. Yeah, Marin area. Bolinas is right there. Correct. Yep, you can go out to Bolinas and like Stinson Beach out there. So yeah. it's kind of a good um, sort of launch pad for a bunch of different areas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I had a I had a good friend who lived in Bolinas for a little while. And so I um I, I got to know Bolinas a little bit. And um she when when she was living there, she um she commuted from Bolinas into the city every day. Oh, wow. And That's um, a long commute. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like my first trip there, it's like the most winding road I've ever been on. Yeah. And by the time I got to her house, I was like car sick and I was yep. driving, you know, definitely get car sick out there. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, what do you mean? It's the greatest drive ever. And I was like, what? And that shows the difference between me and her, you know, she just loved it. it was funny. Yeah. I can't believe the commute too. my, my dad used to commute from San Francisco there. And then by yeah. the end of his, of working there, he was like, I'm taking the ferry. I'm taking the bus. I'm done with being in traffic and windy sure. roads. So I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. So speaking of your dad, what did, what did your folks do growing up? Yeah. So my dad, um, he worked in commercial real estate for the port of San Francisco. Um, mm. And then my mom, um, for the most part, like stayed home while I was, throughout my childhood. I have two, um, two younger brothers. So yeah. All right. We have that in common. You're, you're, you're the oldest and uh, yep. mom stayed at home during that time. <laughs> period. Yeah. yeah. I, I had that experience as well. Um, so, so tell us, uh, tell us about your siblings, if you don't mind. Yeah. So um, younger brothers. What are they, what, what are they up to? Yeah. So I have two younger brothers. Um, my, the first one is, um, his name is Drew and he is 27. He also is a Cal Poly graduate. Um, he was an engineer though. So I don't think we probably would have, we weren't here at the same time, but I don't think we would have overlapped anyways. Um, but he is now, um, a data analyst in Seattle. Um, and then my youngest brother, Matt, he's 22 and he is a senior currently at Cal Berkeley. Um, and he's playing on the baseball team. So, um, yeah. So it's really fun to be able to, to go up and, and catch a game 
every so often. I bet. I bet. Yeah. Well, I'll be on the lookout for Drew as he's rising through the ranks. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Week. Keep an eye out. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> I know they play Cal Poly at one point this year. So I'll oh, definitely be watching that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's in Berkeley though. So oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to Drew and Matt there. And, um, <laughs> So what about uh, what about growing up? What was uh, what was young Sasha into? What was your jam? I know it's like a uh, beautiful there in the area where where you grew up. So did you did you get into the outdoors or were you into sports or drama or arts or what? Definitely. Um, I think as a kid, um, I guess being the first also, I think I was very like conscientious in terms of school and everything. I was very shy, but I also like dabbled in so many different things like you said it's super outdoorsy around there we always went on like family camping trips or up to tahoe for the day um i was definitely um a very sporty um kid yeah i um pretty much tried every sport some of which were better than others um uh-huh. softball not not didn't turn out to be my jam but um uh-huh. like soccer <laughs> basketball volleyball those were kind of my my top sports okay. um and I always like I I feel like my parents just had me kind of get involved in a ton of different things. I did like Girl Scouts and art camp and sort oh, of okay. kind of tried a bunch of things to sort of see what stuck. Right. Um, so yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. Do you have any memories? I like asking this question. I don't ask it of everyone, but uh, uh, do you have any memories of like a, a favorite Halloween costume of like what you wanted to be when you grew up or, or anything like that? Do you, do you have a dream job? Uh, did you have a dream job growing up or anything? I mean, as with most kids, I think, yeah. or a lot, at least, I definitely thought that I wanted to be a professional athlete when I grew up, which is oh, awesome. obviously so unrealistic and um, just such a stretch. But um, yeah, I think at the at that time, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. Right. Um, of course, I saw Mia Hamm and I was just like, that could yeah. be me one day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's what I dreamt of and then quickly realized that I did not have the skill level or the... Uh, motivation to, to get there but that's okay i hear you and i um i absolutely just love that and and shout out to those um um professional uh sport role models and and yeah. uh, of course i love hearing you say mia ham uh, uh, being a tar heel and um you know my my very first uh my very first collegiate soccer game that i ever saw men or women's um was 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 um uh unc women's soccer you know and this was like 1991 or maybe it was 92 i think it might have been 92 and um i was not prepared at all for what i was about to witness because mia ham and christine lilly were on the pitch together and they were kicking so much butt and they were so incredible that like my jaw just dropped the entire yeah. time watching them. And I was like, I just knew, you know how when you when you know you're watching greatness, like you just you, it's almost like you get chills over it come over you're you. Just like you're stunned. Like, yeah. You're like, this yeah. is a special moment, even though this is just a random ACC game. Right. I cannot believe what I'm witnessing. You yeah. Know? How can people do this? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and I ended awesome. up meeting Christine Lilly um, a, a couple of years later. Um, for those who don't know, Christine Lilly was um, a, a national team star, um, just like just like Mia. Did, didn't rise quite to the ranks of Mia, of 
course. But um, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, really cool. That's pretty but, awesome. But I love that you said that you say that you that you aspire to that, and that that is just so great to hear. Um, let's talk about that um that transition from from high school to to college, and and yeah. what that was like, and how you uh how you heard about about Cal Poly, or how you got turned on to our program, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, as like obviously a California native, um, I think I kind of knew that I wanted to stay in California. Um, I was interested in um, a bunch of the different like state schools and UCs. Um, And I think when I came and visited Cal Poly, I'm probably just like everyone. I just like fell in love with the town and the campus and everything. And I felt like I could, you know, really picture myself there. Um, And I guess I discovered I actually discovered our major through my college counselor and like she was also like an assistant volleyball coach on the team I played for. Um, So shout out to Mrs. Cunney. Um, At this point, I like wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, I think, career wise. And she just introduced me to RPTA at the time. Um, And I guess I just didn't really look back from there. I felt like there were so many interesting options from like sports management to event planning. I, I was like, how can I go wrong with this? I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Well, shout out to to Miss Cunny and, and, yeah. and for sure, love that. So uh, obviously, I know how involved you were as a um, as an undergraduate student. Um, everything from working for Cal Poly Athletics to Week mm-hmm. of Welcome to Special Olympics to RPTA Club to Beach Volleyball Club, um, all of those things. Um, can you pick out, so do two things for me, Sasha, if you will, yeah. um, uh, pick out first, like an, an enduring moment, right. That you'll never forget that you can share with us, whether it's a good story or, or, or what, and then, and then talk about like a professional development experience that, that you feel like really propelled you forward. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of like a lot of people you've probably talked to, I feel like I met like some of the best people and like some of my closest friends to this day, like at Cal Poly and specifically in our major. So I feel like I just have so many good memories from like, even just from my like arriving on at school for the first day of college and like, wow. And being in the dorms in Sierra Madre and like being in classes and meeting like new people that I was going to be in classes with for four years and are friends with to this day. Um, so I know this is kind of more of like a, a feel good kind of um, m- moment in a way. But I Love think it. that that like really just made my experience so great and like so many good professors. And like it just I think that was something that sort of stuck with me um, throughout my time at Cal Poly. Yeah. Um, and sort that. of. Yeah. Um, and then like, I guess more on sort of a involvement kind of leading into my career perspective. Um, as you mentioned, I um, worked for Cal Poly Athletics. And I think, um, I mean, I was, you know, doing the very much like entry level intern sort of stuff, like right. um, passing out flyers or like in-game promotional stuff. Um, right. I know I like my last year, I worked in like the merchandising booth at the baseball games. Um, But I think it was like a really good way for me to, you know, get involved on campus and sort of a foundation for um, where I ended up like continuing my career. And it's probably like very cheesy to say, but I just feel like I really took the learn by doing sort of motto to heart. And I mean, I know our our major and our curriculum is kind of structured that way, right? We had so many yeah. like projects and labs and um, our internship and, you know, 
involvement in that way. Um, so I think I really like took that to heart and just tried to get involved as much as I could and get experience really. Yeah, you know, I I love that, and I think it's um I think it's so important for for people to hear that message, Sasha. You know, um, when we uh, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but Dr. Schwab and I um, published a book on on Learn by Doing back in 2017, and I one, did not realize that. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the but one of the things I wasn't trying to toot my own horn there. But, uh, <laughs> one of the things uh, one of the things that we realized is that Learn by Doing is a whole campus campus ethos right and so um and and some people go well what do you mean by that i mean like you know every university has people working in athletics and i'm like yes they do but they don't have it with the backdrop of learn by doing right so when you're just working at a merchandising tent right you're not just working at a merchandising tent you're doing all the things that you just talked about right you're thinking about how this might help your career and you're like you know you're hopefully not just sitting there like mindlessly going right oh it's just a job or whatever yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly and so i think that's uh i think it's just you know it's just it's it's pretty powerful you know i was thinking back sasha and i was like i was afraid you were going to say you were during the toothbrush era do you remember the tooth the dancing toothbrush at the basketball games Oh my gosh! I think I do. Yes. (laughs) Thankfully, you weren't. uh, I was never in the (laughs) toothbrush. Oh my gosh! That's such a throwback. That's awesome. I forget who I talked to, but there's someone I've talked to on this podcast that was the dancing toothbrush and thought it was the greatest thing ever. (laughs) She was like one of those personalities that just was like just thrived in that in the toothbrush. But that's awesome. I was probably hiding. Yeah, yeah. Right. me as a professor, when I went to the basketball game and I saw that and I realized our students were one of our students yeah. doing it, I was like, oh, no, oh, a dancing awesome. toothbrush, right? More power to her, though. It's learned by doing, right? Exactly, by doing. Yeah. right. She's probably got some great dental hygiene now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's important, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about moving out of Cal Poly and into that transition and yeah. Uh, you and and so many of our listeners will know that we we have um we have our internship set up so that it it, it is um the the final experience for for our graduates and the idea is that it will be a springboard um to a professional career and so I wonder if you can talk about um what what your internship was and what the process was for getting it and and all of that yeah, for sure. Um, the my internship. So I knew I kind of wanted to do something different and maybe go somewhere new for my internship. Um, and at this point, I, as you know, have, had concentrated in sports management. So of course, my like ultimate sort of bucket list goal at this point was to work for a pre- professional sports team. Wow. Um, so I applied to a bunch, um, and I ended up getting. Um, an internship with the Houston Astros um, and as a a foundation development intern. Um, So yeah, at the beginning of my internship, moved out to Houston for, I think it was like five or six months. Um, Uh And uh, so I was primarily like planning um, fundraising events um, that benefited like the Astros Foundation, um, which basically supports like local nonprofits. Um, so we were we were closely tied to the community relations um, department as well, 
So mm-hmm. I helped with a lot of like volunteer programs and like the kids club booth, um, helping with giveaways. Um, we had a couple like bigger events that my team sort of worked on. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I, I didn't, um, I didn't expect, I guess, like how demanding the world of professional sports can be, but also of course, how rewarding. Um, so yeah. Right. And, and this was before the, the Astros got caught cheating, right? Yes, it right, was. Right, right. So, so, and and it was in their rebuilding years. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. But, but I guess my main question is what was it like for uh, a, a California girl to, to be in Texas? Do you have any connections to Texas family or anything? I do not know. So uh-huh. I think of course, like when I initially, um, you know, got the internship and kind of went to my parents and I was like, I'm going to do this. Um, of course, they were a little skeptical. I mean, they were excited about the position, but also like, right. do you really like really want to move to Texas? What's like, right. I was like, I just kind of I want to try something new. I want to go somewhere new. Um, yeah. So I think by the end of my time there, I mean, it was really cool because I did have a bunch of other like fellow interns who were from different places. My roommate was from Oklahoma. I had friends that were from like Boston and New Jersey. So it was cool that we kind of all sort of bonded from different areas of the country over this like shared experience. Um, Ultimately, I think by the end of my internship, I knew that in general, Houston wasn't where I wanted to, you know, plant my roots and live forever. Um, But I it was it was a really interesting experience. Um, So yeah. Uh, awesome, love it. Uh, so let's let's get into now your career, right? Your yeah. professional career. So over the the span of the last, uh, I guess, eight or nine years, right? You've worked for two organizations. Uh, yes. I'm sorry, I know it's hard to hear eight or nine. <laughs> I years. can't believe it's been that yeah. many years. But um, so uh, so first working for Sports Basement um as, yeah. a, as a marketing coordinator. Tell us what Sports Basement. Um, what what that position was like, and 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 what it was like. It was kind of a if I if correct me if I'm wrong. It's almost like a marriage between sport and tourism, right? Um, and so um, I'm assuming that might have been like where you're in with the tourism angle came from with TripAdvisor. But uh, but you tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're completely on the mark there. Um, so sports basement um, for anyone who's not aware, not probably not from the Bay Area. Um, it's a Bay Area based um, like sporting goods store, very similar to REI, but I guess a little less like corporate in a way. I think they only have, when I worked there, they only had six locations. I know they've expanded um, recently. They actually um, now have one in Southern California. So um, yeah. And so basically what I did as a marketing coordinator there um, was I like managed sort of local partnerships um, a lot of like community relations and also event planning. So um, the the stores themselves, I would say, are more than just stores. They're very like community oriented. Um, they have like discount programs for certain groups. They host, they have like event spaces where they host different events. Um, they like hosted a fun run or like race packet pickups, um, right. things like that. Right. Um, and so I kind of coordinated a lot of that stuff. Um, and then I would say as far as like the bridge with tourism, um, each sort of marketing coordinator had a different focus. So some people's may be more like outdoors focused. Um, one may be more like ski and snowboard sort of partnerships and like working with the ski resorts, things like that. Right. Mine um, was more tourism focused, which is something that as 
we, um, you know, as I was like onboarded to this role, I sort of got to got to decide sort of which route I sort of wanted to take with this. Right. And at this point, um, I guess to go back a little, I had um, before, right before I worked at Sports Basement, I went on a six week um, volunteer trip to South Africa. Oh, wow. um, and so I think that was kind of what spawned my interest in in general, in the travel travel industry, um, and I had done you know a lot of different like volunteer programs in the past, and so mm-hmm. um, I think after that, you know, I started working at Sports Basement, but I was really excited about like the travel and tourism industry as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so at that point, I um, you know was interested in sort of getting involved in the travel and tourism industry, but I had also had all this experience in sort of the sports management side and. Um, so when I started at Sports Basement, um, we kind of like curated my role to be sort of marketing towards tourists coming to San Francisco. So that was a lot of like working with, um, concierge or like getting understanding sort of like market trends to San Francisco, Mm -hmm. um, working a lot with like the bike rental program, because that's, you know, one of the biggest things people want to do in San Francisco, right? That are people that are active want to like rent a bike and go across the bridge. Um, So yeah, so I was able to sort of like make this role, um, kind of make it have a travel and tourism sort of aspect to it while also just being very community oriented as well. Right, 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 right. And you know, I, I would uh, I would imagine it takes a, a certain type of a uh, good salesperson to be able to pitch uh, riding bikes in San Francisco because that that would be the last thing on earth I would want to do <laughs> in San Francisco. Is going yeah, right. Hills. Yeah, all the hills. People don't realize when they so when they leave for their their right. trip that they're going to be yeah getting such a workout. Right. Well, no, but I I love that you couched it uh, and pitched it for riding over the the Golden Gate Bridge because that is. Uh, that's a special experience. So definitely. Yeah. So let's talk about um let's talk about that transition to TripAdvisor. And and um obviously you've been um you, you've been working there for for what almost seven years now. Almost, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, obviously, like I said at the beginning, um TripAdvisor is a is a company that that most people know about, right? And it's one of those those brands that that um that when we hear the name, we know what it is. And um, yeah. and we probably, a lot of us have had some experience with it. So talk about that transition, how you got that position, and then we'll then we'll get into to some of the roles that you've taken. Yeah, sounds good. So I think back at Sports Basement, like one of the benefits of being there was um, it was a much more of like a kind of startup sort of vibe. And um, we had a very small team. I think you could kind of do what you want with the role which mm-hmm. I think was, you know, amazing at the time. But I also think I didn't really have enough work experience at that point to really be able to take that and, you know, have the direction and like the framework to make it um, to really like thrive in that position. Right. So I think I was kind of looking for something um, where, you know, there was a little bit more more framework, a little bit more of a corporate environment where I could sort of just gain more experience. Um, and so, and I was... I guess, like throughout my college and my career, like I have always just wanted to do do things that I'm interested in. And so, of course, at that point, I was very into traveling and tourism. So I, um, yeah, so I applied to TripAdvisor. Um, I started as an account coordinator, so definitely doing more of like a support role. Um, And throughout sort of my time, my role has just evolved so much. So um, 
currently I am a senior account manager. Um, and I guess, so within TripAdvisor, um, I am part of the tours and experiences sector called Viator. Uh-huh. Um, so a lot of people hear that I work at TripAdvisor and they're like, oh, do you like talk to me about hotels or restaurants? And I'm like, I, I don't, I am not in that portion not at all. You did, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess within TripAdvisor is Viator, which is sort of a marketplace with, um, I think we have over 300,000 sort of global experiences right now for travelers to sort of book online. So I guess as an account manager, um, I am part of the supply team. Um, So I manage partnerships with these kind of tour operators or attractions um, who sort of source experiences on the site. Um, And so currently my destination that I manage is California. So I work with like operators of Yosemite tours or winery tours. um, boat companies from Tahoe, like um, Alcatraz sort of products. um, And then a bunch of different attractions. Like in San Francisco, we have the Academy of Sciences or the um, Exploratorium down in San Diego. We have like the San Diego Zoo, things like that. Um, And so I guess just to sort of circle it back to TripAdvisor, basically when operators um, work with us, they, their experiences become bookable on Viator, on TripAdvisor, and then on different um, like distribution partners that we work with. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the the bridge between TripAdvisor, Viator, um, and yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I love that. So I appreciate you explaining that um, to me and and to our listeners for sure. So so talk, let's talk about. I think we would be remiss to not um, obviously discuss the the elephant in the room of the global pandemic that we went through. Oh yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, obviously our industry was, was impacted, um, pretty severely, but, um, you know, I've, I have been, um, one of the things that's been great about this podcast is getting to talk to so many people that, um, either persevered through, through hardships or that were with companies that, that were able to quickly pivot and, um, you know, and, and support, their staff. And, um, I know from, from looking at the materials you've supplied to me, I know that you went, you went remote. Um, now you went remote in 2019. Is that right? Like, yes, I was ahead of the trend there. Right. So (laughs) talk to us about that and and what it was like going through the pandemic. Yeah. So I actually moved from, I, when I started at TripAdvisor, I was in the San Francisco office. Um, and then, um, in mid 2019, I moved down to San Diego. Um, and so I went remote at that point. Um, my team and my manager were really flexible about that. So um, eventually, of course, we know what happened in March of 2020. Um, the rest of my team went remote at that point as well. So um, and now, you know, we're, we're actually all remote. Um, they closed down the San Francisco office since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like, you know, travel was one of the industries that was just hit the hardest. So of course, it was um, 2020 was definitely tough. We went through like layoffs, of course, um, which definitely Im- did impact my team. Um, and I think in general, my role, um, you know, of course, people aren't traveling. They're not booking tours and not booking experiences. So I think we did a lot of work um, sort of to prepare for the travel rebound and, um, you know, kind of like maintain contact with all of our partners, but also just see what we could do in the back end to sort of prep for um, prep for the future, which, you know, we never knew when when that was going to happen. It's I mean, it's still happening. Like it's yeah. Right. So 
kind of just had to roll with the punches there, but um, we're in such a better place now. So yeah, I bet. Can you talk to us a little bit about? Um, I I would imagine that that you had to serve as a mentor in um in having already gone remote, and then your whole team went remote. Were were you able to to provide some guidance um along those lines, or or what? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so much trickier being remote. I I mean, I love the flexibility of it, but I think um you know when you're in the office, you talk to people over at the coffee station, you get to know other like teams and be able to work so much more like cross-functionally. And I think when I moved to being remote, um, I really had to like lean on, um, you know, we, we use Slack. So like, you know, chatting with people or setting up video calls when I have mm-hmm. questions and just kind of like staying connected, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when everyone else sort of went remote too, um, you know, they asked if I had any like tips and tricks and I was like, you know, just, over communication, I think, like is key, which was right. tricky to kind of switch switch to because I'm typically more of like an independent sort of worker. And it's like you really got to kind of stay right. connected in order to know what's going on in different departments or different um, teams. So, right. I love that. So, you know, obviously in, in graduating as, as a 2013 graduate, you you missed the, the shift to experience industry. I did, yeah. But, you know, I've heard you, I've heard you say experiences several times yeah. and that you're curating experiences there <laughs> for Viator. And, um, and so I wonder if you can um, reflect a little bit on, um, you know, quite honestly, Sasha, we, we, we weren't quite sure what we were getting into when we went into to down this path that no one else had gone before, but, but we knew that we needed an umbrella term to kind of, to kind of cover everything that, that we did. Um, and you know, one of the unintended benefits has been this explosion of experience design and this, um, this understanding um, of of brands, whether it be a construction company or whether it be a large tech company, um, this understanding that um, we are we are all co-creating experiences in one way or another with you know with users, with clients, with customers, with with staff, and and so I, I just wonder if you can reflect on whether or not you've seen that. Um, obviously, I, I, I'm kind of planning because I know you have <laughs> what you said, but, um, you know, but but I wonder if you can reflect on on whether you consider yourself an experienced designer and in in uh, um, in what you're doing now and whether or not um, what you've what you took from our program has helped. We one of our theories has been that we've always been doing it. We just haven't been calling it that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess as you know, we've already kind of chatted about, I would say like my whole role in a way is sort of like helping um connect sort of experienced providers um with experienced takers, so like the travelers. So sort of like understanding what customers are looking for, um, maybe what gaps there are, um, like what certain competitors are offering. Um I guess just like in general, what performs well, well, um, what market trends we're we're seeing. Um, so sort of like understanding the customer, solving their problems, um, making uh, like experiences, tours, activities um, that folks want to book um, while they're traveling. Sort of making it clear, making it easily accessible, um, like a seamless booking process. Um, Making yeah, I, wanna, making them want to come back and get ex- another. Making them want to be return that. customers, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I think just one of the, like one of the challenges I've we've seen 
on like sort of a macro scale in my industry is just that, you know, people know that they can book flights online. They know that they can book their hotels online. They don't necessarily know that they can book their tours that they do online. Um, And they don't really know necessarily where to go. They don't necessarily know of Viator. They don't necessarily know that TripAdvisor is a booking platform and it's not just a sort of a review site. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's something that um, we we have worked on and are continuing to work on. Just, you know, reminding people that you can arrive in your destination, pull out your phone, go online, book a tour for the next day um, and just have it be a more like mobile digital friendly sort of experience. Yeah. I think you said the word or, or, or the people who have traditionally done that is the concierge, right? At the hotel. Yeah. But yeah. now as travel has, has changed and, and, and morphed, it's almost like y- you all are the, uh, you're the uh, digital concierge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we are technically an online travel agency. So you, yeah. you nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you know, I, I the other thing that, 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 and as, as we've talked, I've, I've been thinking about, you know, one of the things that I love about experience design is that, um, I feel like whether it's like the mundane meeting or whether it's like remote work, like we talked about just now, or whether it's something like amazing, like going to see a waterfall or or going on a trip out to Lake Tahoe, you know, changing experiences to make them more positive, right? Mm-hmm. Like every experience is going to be memorable, right? A right. mundane meeting is not going to be memorable, but we can change a mundane meeting through experience design to make it less mundane, right? Definitely, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, uh, we, and so that that's one of the things that I love so much uh, about it. And um, I think it's just, it's just challenging us to, to push things forward. And, you know, we're about to open our, our experience innovation lab. And, and, and that's, that's one of the things that we're going to, you know, really be focused on doing is um, everything from the mundane meeting to the most memorable experience. Like how can we make it better? You know? Yes. And I guess that's something I, I kind of didn't answer in that last question about sort of how it relates back to Cal Poly. And I think that that is something that um, like exactly what you're saying, you know, I remember having, friends who were had their, you know, different majors, say they're a bio major or a business major, and they, you know, kind of dreaded going to class or had like mundane projects and stuff. And I feel like in some of our courses, like I, you know, I was excited to go. I, I was excited about the experience of going to class where yeah. um, I don't think everyone can kind of say that um, across the board. So that's, right. you know, a testament to how like the right. curriculum's written and to to you guys and how um yeah how like interesting and exciting you guys make classes well i appreciate that for sure i appreciate that for sure and i can't believe like i appreciate that you related it to education when you educator (laughs) i wasn't relating it exactly like i think about my class but in a in a different light now too now don't get me wrong i've always tried to to think about it that way but i think experience design helps me to to even more think about it um in that light so um the last thing i'll ask of you is is um if you if you can think back and you could give uh junior or senior year sasha some advice uh what what advice would you what advice would you give yourself yeah oh so much advice um i would say like one of the things i feel like i was worried about at that time was kind of like picking my career right off the bat. Um, And I would just say like, 
you know, don't stress over like, you know, trying out a bunch of different things. Like I dabbled in sports. I dabbled in event planning. I dabbled in like nonprofit and community kind of um, a career path. I, um, I was really interested in like marketing and here I am now um, like doing sort of partnership stuff at a travel company. So I think like, you know, going back to like what I said as, you know, as a kid, I just like tried a bunch of different things. Like I would say, you know, try things, see what sticks just because you started down one path doesn't mean that that's your be all end all. Like, you know, don't, don't feel like you're getting stuck in one route if it's not, you know, necessarily where you want to go. Right. I love that advice. That's just such fabulous advice. Cause I think so many, so many times we, we get hung up on that and, and, one of the things I've really loved about this podcast is that I can kind of, I think sometimes when I reach out to alumni who are not doing the exact like thing that they see as our, our right. major or whatever, you know, but, but this experience industry management has, has really opened it up. And I think it's important. I like showing transferability of skills, right? So I've, inter- I've interviewed, I've interviewed nurses and teachers and, you know, at first they're kind of like, why are you reaching out to me? And then I explain it to them and they're like, wow, thank you so much. That makes me feel so much better because I think there is this pressure, like, you know, you were a sport management um, concentration, uh, you know, and so, oh, I'm not doing sport management. Like, no, that's not what it's about. The, the, The thing about what we do is ultimately it should be able to put you in a situation where you can ultimately be in any management position, Um, definitely like you learn things in different roles um i learned so much like of the at the positions we talked about like at sports basement and at the astros like so many different like skills and also just like soft skills like learning how to be part of a team and learning you know how to be in a corporate environment like you just learn so much from every um every step of the way so yeah. yeah there's no nothing no bad uh nothing bad about just trying things and exactly. yeah exactly i love that well such great advice sasha and thank you so much for talking to us today and taking time um, out of your busy schedule um appreciate it so much and um so great to catch up and and glad glad we got to do this of course thank you so much for having me it's been really good to to chat and uh, reconnect absolutely see ya all right bye bye, bye.